It's so dumb, y'all. It's ridiculously dumb. And I know that I'm the last person to talk about this because the news broke right after I finished the last show last week, but who really cares that they're changing the M&Ms? The company announces, hey, we're changing the M&Ms to be more inclusive. Just everything about this situation is dumb. I mean, one, if you are someone that's like, oh, I now feel seen and welcome to the world because uh, the female M&Ms, they now have more practical shoes because uh, a character that a candy company made to sell you chocolate and or merchandise said, hey, did you know the orange M&M has anxiety? Do you have anxiety? Yay. I think it's dumb, but it also affects my life in 0.0 ways. And on the other end, People who are like up in arms that they made the brown and green M&M less sexy, what is wrong with you? One, the internet exists. I'm sure there's some fan fiction like melts in your mouth, not in your hands, volume one to seven adult content out there somewhere. And I just like feel like I'm losing brain cells watching people get up in arms about this. The other big change is that the brown M&M has quote, transitioned from high stilettos to lower block heels. Also less sexy, that's progress. M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. That's the goal. When you're totally turned off, we've achieved equity. They've won. Like just how weak of a man do you have to be to feel attacked and victimized that you, you go to your mountaintop and you're like, they made the candy less fuckable. You beautiful bastards, welcome back to the Philip DeFranco Show and a quick and awesome announcement before we jump into it. If you've ever found yourself during one of my beautiful bastard drops that I try to do every two months going, ah, I just don't have the money right now or I want to get more, but I just, I can't justify it. This is for you. Today, I launched the first and possibly last broke bastard mystery box sale. Essentially, every item is 50% off. Some a little less, some a little more. For example, the, the $30 mystery item. Those include hoodies, crew necks, jackets, some sweatpants. They range from like 55 to $80 normally. And so to get this while you can, all you gotta do is go to beautiful bastard.com select the quantity right how many mystery items do you want and boom i'll send you a mystery box but and it is a big one unlike other drops where i give you seven days like this is not going to last the night the stock is limited because this is just my fun way of trying to empty out the warehouse for everything new 2022 yeah with that said hit that like button let's start this week on a good note and let's just jump into it y'all the first thing we're going to talk about today is we had kanye west in the news for actually a really interesting reason unrelated to how he and his new lady julia fox continually have been showing up in public looking like b-movie super villains nor is this about his actual like moving next door to his ex Kim Kardashian and making threats against Pete Davidson because I guess he's not happy that he's making sweet, sweet love to Kim Kardashian, which by the way, Kanye, I, I don't know how often it's happening, but it's probably happening a lot. But rather, Kanye's in the news right now because he's arguing that celebrities should get a cut of the pictures that paparazzi take of them. But I'm actually captured on video explaining this idea while he was interacting with photographers. Y'all gotta end up giving all celebrities percentage of our images. You gotta take control of our images. Right now, y'all get to shoot this without having to pay. I'm gonna change that. I'm not saying it in a negative way, I'm saying it's just like right now, it's just really one-sided. You guys can follow us. You guys can stand out in front of a hotel at any given time. You don't give us any percentage of what you're making off of us, off of our kids. And I'm, I'm gonna change that. And while Kanye didn't share a clear plan on like how you would even do this, I mean, this issue of not owning photos of yourself, it, it's been a big issue for a while now. I mean, as you might remember, we've talked about situations like Ariana Grande being sued by a photographer for posting an image that they took of her on her Instagram. With the lawsuit saying that even though she was the subject of the photo, Ariana violated copyright law because she quote, has never been licensed or otherwise authorized to reproduce, publicly display, distribute, and or use the photographs. Others like Khloe Kardashian and Dua Lipa have also been sued for similar reasons. And they are by no means outliers. Gigi Hadid was also 
also sued and she ended up getting a win for her case against the paparazzi. Though this might not be applicable to all the other celebrities because in this case, a judge dismissed the complaint filed against her by a photo company because the company did not obtain copyright registration of the image before filing the suit. Though I will say the, the legal argument that Gigi and her team used is interesting. With the lawyers arguing that Gigi's decision to post a paparazzi photo of herself on her Instagram counted as fair use because she contributed to the photo itself by smiling and selecting the outfit she was wearing. With them even calling Gigi the creative director of the image. But because the judge dismissed the case for another reason, those arguments weren't decided on. We don't know if they were valid or not. And so the two questions I wanna pass off to you is one, do you think the celebrity should get a cut of these paparazzi photos because they are the subject and I guess they're making choices that make it possible to take that photo? And two, how many times do you think Kanye wakes up at night thinking about Pete Davidson? Right, equally important question. And then, will you just please change the rules? That is what an overwhelming number of NFL fans are saying after last night's game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Now the first thing I'll say is it's one of the best games of football I've ever seen, especially, I mean, I've never seen a last two minutes so crazy. But when the Chiefs ended up winning in overtime because they scored a touchdown on their first drive, it had a lot of people just kind of with a bad taste in their mouth. With many saying, yes, the NFL rules say that if the first team gets the ball, they score a touchdown, the game is over, the other team doesn't even get a chance on offense, we understand it's the rules, but maybe just change the fucking rules. Or like imagine playing an entire season, making it to the playoffs, playing a hardcore game, and then the, the game essentially is decided by a coin toss. Especially when you're dealing with two teams that have incredibly explosive offenses like these two. Also here I will say, I don't have a dog in this fight. Like I appreciate both of these teams largely because I'm just a huge fan of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. They make the NFL exciting to watch. What add here is if you're one of the people that's like, yeah, the, the rules are ridiculous, fuck the Kansas City Chiefs. Before you say that, I mean, you should look at the history of this situation. If anything, you should be saying, fuck the NFL and fuck the other owners because Kansas City actually back in 2019 asked for the rules to change in overtime in the playoffs. With Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network pointing back to a tweet he put out in 2019, reading Kansas City's proposal on overtime that would force both teams to have a possession was not voted on and does not have the support to go forward. And so while incidental, last night's game was essentially them going, I mean, okay, if you say so, you don't want the new rule? When you actually take a second to look at the data, it becomes very apparent that the rules need to change. Right? Since the rules were implemented in 2010 for the playoffs, 2012 for the regular season, if you look at the teams that won the overtime coin toss and then went on to win the game, during the regular season, when you have good teams and bad teams, it's much closer to like an even split. But once you get to the playoffs with the best of the best teams, there have been 11 overtime playoff games. Of those, 90.9% of the time, the team that won the coin toss won the game. I mean, that's absolutely insane. And it just feels like the numbers speak for themselves. But hey, that's a story, the stats, some of my opinion. And now I pass the question off to you. What are your thoughts here? Do you think the rules need to change? Yes, no, why or why not? But from that, I wanna take a second to thank the sponsor of today's show, Keeps. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time that they're 35. And maybe you have that friend or that family member that's dealing with hair loss right now, and you don't just have to wait around for that to happen to you because now is the time to do something about it. Keeps helps you stop hair loss before it's too late with their scientific and affordable approach to treatments. They're up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. And Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products that are out there. So some of you may have already tried them before, but probably never at this price. And you can get these products delivered directly to your door, meaning no more going to the in-person doctor's office for your prescription, saving you both valuable time and money. So if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash or just click that link in the description down below to receive 50% off your first order. And then is affirmative action soon going to be a thing of the past? That is something that people are wondering now that the Supreme Court announced this morning that it will again consider whether race conscious admissions programs at universities are legal in two cases that could have major implications for affirmative action. The cases in question center around admissions policies at Harvard and the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, both of which were brought by the conservative nonprofit Students for Fair Admissions. The Harvard case, which we've talked about before on the show, started back in 2014 with a 
lawsuit that claimed that the school discriminated against Asian American students by effectively creating a quota for their admission, as well as using a subjective standard to measure personality traits like likability, courage, and kindness. Now, the school denied the allegations, claiming that the challengers used incorrect statistical analysis and broadly arguing that race-conscious policies are legal. As far as the UNC case, it was slightly different with the group there alleging that the school discriminated against white and Asian applicants by giving preference to black, Hispanic, and Native American students, with the university there, for its part, arguing its policies create more diversity among its student body and echoing Harvard's argument that such rules are legal under decades of Supreme Court precedent. And in fact, notably here, lower courts have ruled in favor of both schools, finding that they did indeed comply with Supreme Court decisions. But now, in taking up these two cases, the high court's conservative majority will now examine whether race-conscious admissions are legal at all, a move that could decide the future of affirmative action and reverse more than four decades of precedent on the use of race in college admissions. Because the last two times the Supreme Court took up cases regarding affirmative action, the justices upheld the constitutionality of race-conscious programs by slim majorities. But now, those majorities have been replaced by a conservative bloc that includes three Trump-appointed justices. And so as far as what happens next, right, we're not going to see a change in the next week or the next month, but it still could be relatively soon that justices likely hearing the cases in October and then making a ruling late spring or early summer of next year. And then World War III is trending on Twitter again, y'all. It's never a great sign, and this time it pertains to what is happening with Russia and Ukraine. Now, if you've been following my updates over on TikTok, we've been posting updates even on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You know this situation has been escalating and escalating, and hey, while I'm thankful for the new 100,000 followers and the millions of views, I'd rather not get those numbers and the world feel safer. But with that said, let's set up the situation and go through all the big updates. Right, so for a while now, Russia's been building up a large force along the Ukrainian border as well as possibly in Belarus. As far as why Russia's doing this, there are several ideas, one of which is related to fresh water issues with Crimea. But right now, the most dominant narrative is that this is in order to stop Ukraine's request to officially join NATO. And in fact, on Saturday, British intelligence services backed by US officials claimed that Russia is seeking to install a pro-Russian government in Kyiv, the capital of Ukraine, and even has a candidate in mind. Which, hey, just might explain why Russian troops in Belarus are particularly concerning as Kyiv is just about 200 miles away from its border. And very notably, this is much closer than the Donbass region, where pro-Russian separatists have been fighting Ukraine for years now with the support of Russian troops or even other areas of the Russian-Ukraine border. Now, as far as what we're seeing other countries do to support and help Ukraine, well, that varies, but generally speaking, many NATO nations are providing arms. For example, the UK has been sending anti-tank weapons to Ukraine for over a week now. Also, US Secretary of State Blinken said that he authorized the Baltic countries to send their US-made anti-tank and anti-aircraft weapons to Ukraine. And on top of that, the US has directly sent nearly 80 million tons of military aid as part of an additional $200 million in lethal aid that Biden approved in late December. So if you're wondering, like, is the U.S. taking this seriously? The U.S. has provided nearly $650 million worth of arms and military services to Ukraine over the past year. Also, beyond sending arms directly to Ukraine, other nations are scrambling to send warships and aircraft to the region. And all that puts Russia in a tough spot, right? It can let the forces sit there and risk them eventually directly helping Ukraine. Or, I mean, they could target those other forces, but that would guarantee a NATO response. And then, I mean, one of the most recent updates is we've seen reports that President Biden is considering deploying several thousand U.S. troops to NATO allies in Eastern Europe and the Baltics, as well as plans for American planes and warships to be sent to the region. With reports saying that President Biden was originally against this over fears that it would actually provoke Russia, but things have clearly still gone to shit, Biden ultimately expected to make a decision sometime later this week on the matter. Also, if you or someone you know is an American in Ukraine, you need to get the fuck out now. The U.S. and U.K. have told families of embassy staff in Kyiv to evacuate. The State Department elevating Ukraine's travel advisory warning to level four, do not travel. Right? And if you're just an average American, the U.S. may not be able to help you if things truly go upside down. And while I know everything in this report, it seems like a lot, understand it's even bigger. I'm actually condensing this heavily. And ultimately, as far as what happens next from here, we're not exactly sure, but 
Blinken has begun to draw a line in the sand, and it is a hard line. Saying on Sunday, if a single additional Russian force goes into Ukraine in an aggressive way, as I said, that would trigger a swift, a severe, and a united response from the United States and from Europe. Which then leads to the billion dollar question as far as response. Are you talking about more and stiffer sanctions meant to devastate the Russian economy and discourage the country from making this decision? Or are you talking about actual US troops? Or are you talking about both? If so, what's the split? Because while we don't know what tomorrow will bring, what we do know is this situation has continued to escalate and escalate, and as it does, it becomes far more dangerous for everyone involved. The main thing, whether it be here on YouTube, uh, on our TikTok, on any of our social platforms, if you want to stay up to date on this, be subscribed, be following, because we're going to be keeping it up to date. Unfortunately, this situation warrants our attention and concern. But ultimately, that is where that story and today's show ends. And so with that said, thank you for watching. I love yo faces. Remember, if you want to get in on the mystery box drop, do it right now. It's not going to last the day. And of course, I'll see you tomorrow.